and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is equipment. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first to know about new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on our website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right. So the sale of the, or the pre-sale, I should say, of the Murdy Number no. 2 continues to go very well. And obviously, for those of you who are looking to get it for your uh, your Christmas gifts, please go ahead and order it right away. We are planning on shipping them out kind of first come, first serve, unless uh, the rush, rush shipping uh, choice is selected. So please feel free to, to go in there and get that going so that we can be sure to get it right away. We are still hoping to ship the first week of December. All right, so today we're talking about equipment, and it's just ironic that it should come up today. I mean, it's not ironic. I, I wanted to talk about this today because it's important for us, but it's been an ongoing uh, problem for us with production is that sometimes we have an increase in production and a decrease in production, and, and trying to kind of smooth that out over the course of the most recent uh, couple of weeks and months has been a big part of our ongoing goal to help optimize our, our equipment. And one of the things we did was we were working on investing in a new laser and bringing out another laser to help increase production because obviously during the Christmas season we don't want to fall behind and it's an important aspect of our, our ability of our company to be able to add the personalization. I think that helps our clients, our customers, our community be able to personalize it and, and make it their own, have a part and a say in the creative process. And I think when we look at the longer you know, the long tail of brand, right? It's important for us as a brand to help you guys feel like you're part of it. So that's where we wanted to bring on a new laser engraver, and I think that's been a great asset to us. But the rule of pie struck today as I pulled out the laser engraver, which showed up today in the mail and in the deliveries, and I was able to start putting it together, and I noticed that the laser engraving head actually had broken off. So for those of you who don't know, when you have a laser engraver, the the lasers are usually CO2 lasers, and we use a 40-watt, standard 40-watt laser. And the 40-watt lasers, the, the tube itself, the, the laser tube that creates the, the pulse, is about three feet long or so. It's a pretty long tube. And what you do is you, that remains stationary in the back, and then there is a series of mirrors that fire it onto the... Uh, whatever the object is that you're trying to engrave. Now, there is the... Because if you think about it, there's an X and a Y axis in the engraving pattern. The There's a shuttle. Think of it like a printer head. There's a shuttle that goes back and forth along that X axis, and then it slowly moves along the Y axis. So it does one row, then the next row, then the next row, as if it was like mowing the lawn, something along like that. Well, that... Sh- that that uh, shuttle head actually is very important because as it moves back and forth, that's the only way that it creates that path of the laser. And so we unfortunately received our d- today, and that shuttle itself had been broken. So we're working on getting a new one, but this kind of goes back to that universal law of pi that everything takes 3.1415 times as the expense, the time, and the difficulty. So I'm working on getting that sorted out. And that's part of that's the part of life, right? You you spend money on equipment, and unfortunately, sometimes it arrives broken. And so we're working with our laser supplier to get new parts, and then i got to put that together, and hopefully I don't put it together wrong, and we're able to, to get moving on that. 
Another aspect of all of this is now that we're starting to really increase our productivity from a, a laser production standpoint is we've had to invest in the proper um, or an, an additional, I should say, uh, vacuum systems to be able to pull the smoke that comes off of the engravings and, and filter that properly. So in the beginning, we had the filtration system we had been using and we are using at the moment was uh, perfectly capable of dealing with the small amount of smoke that came off of each of the engravings and it was able to kind of suck that in and then filter it the appropriate way. But now that we're starting to do more and more volume and I, I would say that our, our website sales have, have rapidly increased over the last couple of months and we're doing a lot more of those types of personalization. So as that has gotten more and more complicated and, and more and more vital to our, our business, uh, we've also had to, I think, adjust and look more to how do we deal with the pollutants, right? Obviously, we want to be, uh, we don't want to have a lot of pollutants for just the, the good reasons of taking care of the environment and our planet, but I think more tangibly and right in front of us, that air pollution is in our living space. We spend a lot of time in there, so there's a lot of that ongoing uh, inhalation of those pollutants if they're not properly filtered. Now, a little bit of education here for those of you who don't know. The thing about smoke is that, and infiltration of smoke, is that there's a lot of different parts to smoke. There is the specific particulate that comes off that's larger in size. Think of it like the tiny, minuscule particles of ash that come off, right? They're actually relatively large from a particle size. Then there's the smaller particles and the, the other aspects of the smoke that are kind of the toxins that happen when you burn. So when you burn something, particularly like leather, part of those oils, part of those uh, the, the chemicals that are used to tan the, the hide itself are released. And so we've been using filters up until this point that have been designed, that are HEPA filters, that are designed to filter out the small particulate primarily. And the problem is that a lot of the larger particulates of the smoke, they get filtered, but they almost immediately clog the small holes of the filtration system. And so we have to replace our filters quite often. Now, when we're looking at the upgraded filtration systems, it's going from something that is like $50 to $60 in expense to something that's like $3,000 or more in expense. And that's a big capital investment, if you think about it. That's a big equipment investment. But when you look at the long tail of brand and you look at developing your brand over time, being able to say that you can have the production capabilities to keep up with even a very large order and have that production capability, particularly if it's not that expensive, can be very valuable. Now, for us, one of the advantages of the way we've set up the company is we have not taken out any loans and we don't actually deal with, we haven't dealt with any investors. So the company has basically zero debt which is an awesome thing. And it, we, we, I have complete ownership of the company, and so I'm able to make these decisions, which means we have relatively low overhead, and we've always had low overhead. And that low overhead allows us so that even in lean times, these capital expenditures that we've spent, the, the buying of the machines, the assets, don't necessarily cost us a lot of money because it's not like we have to pay for them monthly. We're able to pay for them all at once out of saved money that we've been able to, to accrue as the company's grown. So we've basically paid for all of this out of our cash. And for those of you who are looking to start your company, that's the one piece of advice I think from this that I would want to really instill in you. Do your best to run the company with as little extra things as possible. It's tempting at times to buy the fanciest machine or the most, um, the, the largest space or the most expensive uh, type of, of shelving and racking and all that other good stuff that goes in with, with building a company. But if you can avoid dealing with a lot of those higher 
higher ticket items because a lot of times those are put on credit cards or they're put on uh, bank loans or they're put on venture capitalists, right? If you can avoid those those debt or those high debt type equipment, that can be a really, really serious advantage because during a crisis, during a financial meltdown, which is coming, unfortunately, during those circumstances, the fact that you have no overhead means that we as a company, the Murdy Creative Co. could shrink rapidly to a very, very small very lean production, and we would be able to probably weather most downturns pretty significantly. Even if our sales dropped off massively, we would probably be able to, to scale back and adjust very easily without having large overhead. So I would say, I mean, I, I think it's a Midwestern thing, but I would say think conservatively when it comes to spending the money that you have. And when it comes down to it, that's why I think it's important for people to be self-funded. Because when it's your money, it matters. When it's the money you made, in my case, waiting tables, all of a sudden you really, really care about how much things cost. And keep that in mind. All right. uh, I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in today. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to reach out to us on our main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, call, email, direct message, all the usuals, and I'll do my best to be available whenever possible, but I appreciate your patience. Uh, If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help our little community grow, and uh, word of mouth is a huge, huge way to get people to come and learn more. So if you have any uh, podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give the people what they want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book discounts. We do have those available. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a great day. Goodbye.